0: Love Talk Radio.
1: shining stars, read is word, Fred's Fred's word. Both, near and far. both near and far, about just how black, we truly are, take these words, take these words across, the land. across the land, divided we fall, divided we fall. united we stand, united we stand, Think about greatness. Think about Your history. Your history. Without my
2: people.
3: Without my people. Without
4: my people. I would not want to be. Without my people. I would not want to be. Without my people. Are you hosting an event? Would you even think about leaving 20,000 folks off of your invitation list? Well, stop what you're doing because you don't want to miss sending out an invitation to the 20,000 Chicagoland residents who read South Street Journal's new entertainment and dining section. Now, would you? The South Street Journal has been serving the Southside community for more than 17 years and has a loyal and expanding readership base. So whether you are hosting an event Or cater to those who have events. You truly want to be in the next issue of the South Street Journal. Call 312 239 8835 to place your ad now. This media package includes a web page with clickable links to all advertisers in the entertainment and dining section of the South Street Journal. Success is just a phone call away. Call 312 239 8835. To place your ad today, 312-239-8835. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Thursday, October twenty seventh, 2011. This new Internet-based broadcast is designed to service the African-American community in Chicago and surrounding areas. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Yes, we're back. Join us right here every Thursday evening for, for Black Wall Street USA. We're here from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we want you to be with us to be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across this country and the world. Our host is Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and Publisher and Editor of the South Street Journal located off of 35th and King Drive here in Chicago. That was an opening announcement for SSJ that you heard about a new pub, a new section in the newspaper. So join us for this new venture. We have an entertainment and dining section coming up for you. Look for the 18th anniversary edition of the South Street Journal in the beginning of November. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, Twenty Ten, and Mr. Carter's co-host for this evening's show. And I'm going to ask you a tough question before we go on. Do you ever feel like you're in a battle for the universe with your computer and your computer is taking over the world? I really do feel like that right now. But here we are. This show has a national focus. We reach out to organizations across the nation in our efforts to connect the dots the spiritual dots of our people across this land, and it is a challenge. We bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place to let the nation know what works. We bring forth people from across the nation who know how to make it work. Our ongoing question for this show, what did black America accomplish in 2010? And what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? Opening up the show was a new thing show, I Love My People, gifted to us by Mr. Oba William King of Just Us Arts here in Chicago. You can find out more information about the Chicago organization at www.justusarts.org. Our caller number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. The chairman will be in the chat line in a few moments. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. Let's uh, let's start off. Uh, let's bring the chairman on. Let's get this show on the road. Welcome. Good chairman. evening. How sir. are you today?
5: Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, another day getting to the end of the week so that we can start Friday with a whole new week. We don't get no breaks
4: around here. Absolutely not, there's no rest for the weary. Have you heard that?
5: yeah, but I gotta find something to do this weekend. I don't know what, but I haven't
4: you know, working
5: <laughs> Sonia
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I need to find something you... else to do. Yes, I love my work and what I do. You're doing
6: something but somebody you need said to
5: call something? in somebody <laughs> need to call in and tell me where to go this weekend so I can cool out have a drink, relax, you know, yes. do a little stepping, stuff like that, you know.
4: Somebody I didn't even know you stepped. Step.
5: You step, Jeremy. Yes, I do. I mean, how can we not be in, in Chicago?
4: <laughs> we, do you step? Gotta, you're stepping in the crib almost, weren't you?
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I might
4: oh, be kind I of break, dusty. I'll break some Oh yes, absolutely. Somebody call mm. and tell give, tell the chairman what to do. Invite him over. Take him out. Do something yes,
2: for Yes, yes,
5: yes. Something, something, something.
4: Do something for the chairman. His mm. number is three one six two four eight three five one. Give him a call. <laughs> All
5: right. And how are for you?
4: I'm doing great. I'm just, you know, trying to win trying to save the universe through my computer and uh it's whooping me but I'm here. <laughs> I got on. <laughs> I'm alive. So uh doing well, Chairman, doing well.
5: Very good. Yeah, What's going so
4: on with we Black got a... Wall street. Hmm? Pardon? What's going on with Black Wall Street? Mm. Well it's not a chitty chat show. This is a business show. There's no chitty chat here. Yeah, well, you know, the
5: (laughs) issues around Black Wall Street are continuous. We was um, a rage organization uh, of Inglewood gave us an emergency call yesterday morning and said that we had to be at this one o'clock meeting um, regarding the city planning with the Chicago metropolitan area planning and the The list organization and um, Department of Yeah Department of Planning, so they were presenting plans to the Woodlawn community for for the Woodlawn community and Inglewood, and for our national listers, Woodlawn and Inglewood are two of the most uh, low disinvested communities in Chicago. So happens to be black but there's been a lot of money being pumped in these areas. The residents were concerned that this planning is going over their heads and not to their heads, meaning that they're not part of the initial process. Welcoming planning, welcoming development. Uh, But uh, Ms. Butler, who gave me the call and said, Ron, you need to get there. I got there, and naturally I put Black Wall Street on the agenda, even when it comes from the the mayor endorsing the Black Wall Street parity legislation to a host of aldermen uh, supporting the Black Wall Street districts and legislation. But these city planners did not include Black Wall Street districts in their presentation. So naturally we had to put it there. Uh, the city is getting ready to go to in uh, to prepare for its budget for 2012. That has a lot to do with our districts, our 18 districts in Chicago. That has a lot to do with our parity legislation for contractors. And our position is that if it's not mentioned in the budget, there will be no money for 2012. So we're kind of hyped in. It was a good victory for the community at large, whereby we are going to have the black Wall Street districts on the city planning, meaning that we want black businesses to be part of a policy and guidelines in funding. So our task now is to hold them to shaking their heads in in approval or an acknowledgement. of what our position is, but how do we get them to move beyond nodding, agreeing, opposed to actually putting it in writing that can reflect in the city of Chicago's 2012 budget. So that was a a major direction for Black Wall Street yesterday, uh, along with our questionable direction, with the National Summit that was held in uh, Chicago. Was that this last past weekend?
4: Yeah, and that was in Gary.
5: Yeah, where are we now? Oh, Yeah, it seems as though it's been a long time ago, but (laughs) uh, General Parker, uh, with a small group that was there, uh, he was appointed by the group to be the regional chairperson of, of the Black Wall Streets, which includes St. Louis, Kansas City, um, Chicago, Gary, Indiana, and parts of Jamaica, New York, where we are focusing on actually pulling together a, a, a base of support of working together in creating these black districts and sustaining and increasing them, so that was something that good came out of this uh, national um, conference. However, there definitely was questions of accountability. Uh, but the groups that were there are moving forward with the nat with the regional uh, black Wall Street that uh, General Parker from Peoria, Illinois, is chairing. So we feel good that that happened. We feel good that as we're growing here in in Black Wall Street, Chicago, but with that, it does get in in what is it? It, it does interfere with the stepping. You know, you just can't <laughs> go out of step every other once a week with the agenda that's set forth. However, I plan to go to 51st Street District today. They have a jazz set uh, for our 51st district every Thursday evening. So I think that after our show, I'd like for others to join me to go over to uh, 51st and Prairie, where they have some nice live jazz, uh, uh, some some food to to eat and to relax and to cool out. Uh, you want to go with me?
4: I'm working. But uh we invite everyone else to go and we wanna be sure that we support that. They started that uh started that event this summer and uh we need to go out there and support that's Sandra Bivens over there with the oh, yeah, with the head of the uh fifty first Black Wall Street District over there and she's mm-hmm. involved. Um, so that's just an example of what we do to go out and support, but uh I'm just showing up to work, so I'm I'm working. I'm behind <laughs> Totally behind. Well, you know, we also have some
5: activity on the west side. You know, we got three What's Black Wall Street districts on the west side. Our honorary chairperson, uh, State Representative LaShawn Ford, hosted a meeting maybe about a week and a half ago of the Chamber of Commerce on the west side of Chicago, where 16th Street is being designated as an entertainment district. And the where we're at now is planning the logistics of how we're going to combine Chicago Avenue, 16th Street, and Madison Street as a whole Black Wall Street district, or are we going to have them separate? Uh, our board member and lead person, um, Abdul Nuruddin, he was at our meeting today, and so we talked about the logistics of moving forward on the districts on the west side as well. So your question, what have we achieved in uh, the year uh, 2010? So that is what we want to have a summary of on our next summit on December the 10th, exactly what has Black Wall Street achieved. So we're going to have a round table Discussion of our districts and the pair to legislation and exactly what have we achieved. And what we haven't achieved, we know how we need to move forward in the year
4: 2012. Wonderful. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. That's our host, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter. I'm Sonia Perdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions uh, 2010. Working on that A um, couple of things According to Sachs Preacher, black people are in a state of Emergency, we're always in an emergency Behind behind the eight ball Last to be called Last to know what's going on uh, A month or so ago Rage, uh, uh, was it a month or so Maybe two months now, Rage put in another Call, Ms. Butler called again There was a state of emergency going on With the uh, train system Going on uh, going through Inglewood, could you update us on that? Why are we always in a state of emergency, Chairman? Well, you know, the
5: we do ask the question, what have we achieved? And being in the midst of the economic development plans, going to the meetings, it seems as though it's not so much of how much we have achieved sometimes, but it's more of how much is compound on us. Uh, for example, in the um, uh, in the Inglewood community, the um, uh, Northly Railroad has been buying up a lot of uh, low-income single units. And they've been buying these properties up over the last three years. They had a goal to purchase something like 350 single-family housing. And and at least in the last two and a half years, they have bought these properties um, of about 225 properties they have bought. And but they it wasn't no public notice that was going on about it, and so when they buy these properties, some of the neighbors notice as soon as a property is bought, the property becomes a vacant lot, quick demolition. So it began to get a little suspicious, and the Alderman Pat Dow started getting a little suspicious based on the buying these properties and demolishing them. So the plan was resurfaced that they want to expand their um their train yards. Uh however the community at large wasn't aware of it. But also taking advantage of the fact that these are low income housing, a lot of the homes were in trouble with foreclosure and it gave some of the property owners a way out opposed to going through foreclosure that this company was going to buy their property and give them a little extra cash at the same time and to buy off their mortgage. Um, so with that in mind, some of the residents in the area kind of jumped to it, but they jumped to it a little bit too soon because it was not getting the fair value of their property. Uh, that Around that property, Around that area, the property is ranging from maybe about sixty to ninety thousand dollars. Uh, some of those uh, homeowners was giving up the property for maybe about fifty thousand dollars. Uh, but this is one way that they and these are people that lived in these properties for years. Uh, mainly, uh, they were uh, frame properties, frame houses. Um, The community did have a major uh, disinvestment, not only of city services, but um, insurance redlining, mortgage redlining, and now North Fleet Railroad is coming and buying these properties. So, again, they bought up 200 of them. They got maybe about 125 left, but there was a group that the organization Rage was a part of in helping to secure uh, fair market value for the remaining properties. Uh, So that is another case of community planning without the resident's acknowledgement. Sometimes community planning can benefit individuals, but, when you have some property owners that was not interested in selling their property but they have vacant lots all around them, then that put them in a position where they have to, to have to leave. So the it that doesn't affect our agenda as far as sustaining and increasing black businesses directly, but indirectly it does because that is a population of consumers that's going somewhere else. Uh, When we look at um, Halster Street being a Black Wall Street district from 55th Street to 69th Street, and that strip of land they're speaking about is from 55th Street to 61st Street. So you're speaking of about 300 consumers leaving the area that we want to develop as a black Wall Street district, in which that is a challenge to us based on having customers for our future businesses. So we have to look at this overall planning, not just for sustaining and increasing black businesses, but how do we help sustain the residential part so that we can help a base of consumers in order to sustain and increase black businesses.
4: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonya Perdue. I'd have to look at that a little bit further, Chairman. I have a hard time believing that uh, a railroad began a major development in any community without public notice and absolutely without the aldermen. Of that particular ward Knowing what was going through her community uh, It may be that we didn't have Reputation uh, Representation going in To uh, where was those public notices Going but uh, Or even the uh, the Representatives State representatives in that area Of the Illinois senator over that particular uh, Area not knowing That this major development was going through And what was going on with the sale of these With the purchase of these properties And uh, I do agree maybe But not without really knowing more That it did probably provide some relief uh, Through short sales of people who were in foreclosure uh, To get out of those properties But we don't know the whole story yet I would like to uh, look uh, into that a little bit closer Or uh, have someone call in and tell us about that well, that's definitely going to
5: be on the front page of the next issue of South Street Journal. So, yes. You want to write the story?
4: If need be here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I opened <laughs> that up, didn't I? Oh, my. We'll talk about that, Chairman. We, we, uh, okay. We'll have a discussion about that. Okay? Got, got a lot on my plate. Got a lot on my plate. As you know, um, and I'm not sure if we talked about this last time on the show, got a lot of work to do. I'm focusing on Chicago's Black Business Network and the development of my organization uh coming up in twenty twelve. That is where my energy is going. That's where my focus is going. And I've made a commitment and I've got to follow through to the best of my ability of hosting Chicago's Black Business Network Expo One beginning May eleventh of next year. I'm Very putting fair. it out th- I'm putting it out there and uh my mind is working on it. And I want everybody to know that Ryan taught me how to do this. Uh, I was summer coordinator in conjunction with uh, Black Wall Street for the first Black Wall Street National Convention, which was held last year, August 21st through the 23rd, right here in Chicago. And if you missed it, uh, come on out to Chicago's Black Business Network Expo One. That'll be May 11th. Give me a call. Give me some calls if you want to participate as vendors. As speakers uh I'm putting it together. want to make it a big show. That's my birthday. I'm throwing myself one hell of a birthday party, and Chicago is invited so that's one of the things that I'm going forth with as you try to add things to my plate, chairman. what other thing is going on with Black Wall Street that we want you to know? And, uh, first of all, we want you to be sure as you listen. I see people on the switchboard who listen all the time, but they won't talk to me. <laughs> they won't talk to us.
5: They love as your you voice.
4: <laughs> well, that's, that's sweet of them, but I want to hear their voice. As as we uh, share this information with you and go through this process with you, we want you to share with other people, have them call in and talk about what's going on, not in, only in uh, black Wall Street in Chicago, this is a national show. We want to talk to people from the communities about a variety of things that affect black businesses across the nation. And one of the things that we're going to be uh working on as we reformat this show, um, is reaching out state by state and pulling uh people in to report on the black communities in those states. Uh this is a big job. We can't do it all by ourselves, as was demonstrated yesterday, being called to a meeting at the last minute uh, regarding something of the utmost importance of the Woodline and Inglewood area. We need to hear what's going on, not only in our community, but around the country. As i said before, and we've discussed, Chairman, people have full-time jobs to make these moves through these communities, but we don't have full-time people in paid positions to counteract these moves. And it's really for the advancement of our people. That's what we need. We need watchdogs watching the dogs everywhere oh, all yeah. over this country.
3: Definitely. And Definitely. we
4: don't have that, and that is keeping us powerless, and it's part of what, just a part, but a very important part of what is keeping us in a state of emergency because the power of the pen is a hell of a fat thing. And people are sitting behind closed doors right now as we speak. They work over time like we do, Chairman, making moves. And uh, we don't have anybody watching it. We have nobody knowing. These things go through legislation. They go through courts. And when you hear about it, it's done. That, and that's just how it is. And that's just how it's all about plan. But because we don't have people in full-time positions as watchdogs watching our back, it's just all over us every day. And that's and these are that's just two things you talked about. And that's just one community that you're talking about. But we're talking about the United States and the world. This is what takes place every minute of the day, and that is why we're under the gun, totally under the gun, uh, so,
5: every day. Yeah, we yeah. So we do. Uh, sometimes want to question. I say, what have we achieved? But because we're in the day-to-day operation of so many uh, issues that are compound, we kind of pause to think, have we achieved anything? Because we're always on a new agenda, and always on a new agenda. As soon as we get one agenda um, addressed, then maybe two jump back up, and uh, Chicago. What we one thing that we found out yesterday, which is contradictory to our agenda, is that the city of Chicago is looking at downzoning commercial space in the city of Chicago. So we raised that question to the Department of Planning, how are you going to down zone commercial property but yet say you're for Black Wall Street districts and we look at the the plight of some of the business districts in the black neighborhood, if you're going downs on them, that means what you're doing is setting the black community up to go to other neighborhoods to buy. And so we wonder why it's sometimes so hard for us to open these businesses is that's because government has set up a mandate of a guidelines and policy that, gear us not to open up businesses, not just black people, but anybody. And so people tend to go where they're comfortable and they go to the suburbs to do their uh, their purchasing because the city has been structured, not business-friendly, in at least our neighborhoods compared to others. So there's
4: compound issues. Absolutely. You listen to Black Wall Street USA with Chairman Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. And absolutely, uh, as they say, it's a difference between check and uh, checkers and chess. And we got to play chess because that's what they're playing. Now, we're looking for uh, Nita Simone, Nita Simone, oh, Nita, Nita Marchat, who is uh, founder and CEO of Strategic. Solutions Network, which is a professional social service network that collaborates with nonprofit, for-profit, and government enterprises to facilitate positive social change. Uh, Nita is hella on some strategic planning. She knows her job. She has a hella resume. We uh, don't see her on the line right now, but her uh, profile on Chicago's Black Business Network indicates that they provide sustainable solutions, staff training, capacity building, and program development for organizations. So we certainly want to uh, have this dialogue with Ms. Marchand. It's been a pleasure working with her over at Black Wall Street, Chicago. We certainly want to have this dialogue with Ms. Marchand as to uh, the importance of strategic planning for organizations and uh nonprofits, as in, for instance, for RAGE, so that possibly we can get to the point where we're not always on the gun, that we could be ahead of ourselves sometimes, including myself. She's going to work with my organization to do some things to get me uh, online, and she's qualified to do it. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. Now, uh, before we go to break, Chairman, is there anything you'd like to share with our audience, and then we'll take a little break.
5: Well, I'll definitely be looking forward to uh, Ms. Nita uh, Machant on our program, in which we will be going in some in-depth on strategic planning, not only as far as relates to the internal operations of a business or organization, but how it also affects your in, your internal planning. It has a lot to do with the external planning of business when it relates to zoning, TIFs, uh special service areas, the SSAs, all in the community development block grant. We have to look at a holistic strategic plan as we move forward and securing and uh securing and sustaining black businesses. Uh so yes, we look forward to Nita to be with us and so we we can move forward to the agenda.
4: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonya Purdue, his co-host for this segment. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. 347-326-9477. Coming up is Step Up from the International Women of Reggae. Enjoy.
2: To come it in the land of hoity-toity, them not care about being poor community. Oh, home mama has to raise five I take me, they just want to love lavish in luxury. That's why they smuggle and have money, then skint it for the paparazzi. But I'm here to tell them publicly, get up and forget your greedy appetite. Because it's maybe really
3: people who are really feeling pressure all day and night Get
2: up and forget your greedy appetite Because it's maybe really people who are really feeling pressure all day and night It's time to govern a country right, I run the country right It's time to govern the country right It's time to govern a country, right? go country right, I run the country right, it's time to govern the country right No!
6: But know not what it ought to be and seek more. Black love.
3: Deceptive
6: black love. Looking at them fine asses through rose colored glasses. Put mommy through the paces. Take her many places she ain't never been before. Black love. Insatiable black love. love. Checking out the new man in the flat upstairs and trying not to seem rude or crude, yet pursuing your desires and showing interest. Black love. love, love. Transitory black love. love, 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 love. Seeking financial wealth for the benefit of self, getting more toys than most of the boys. Will this alone prove who's best? Black love Prodigious black love Is it being seen in public places Looking in children's faces While being hypocritically analytical About our bad past deeds (laughs) Black love love. Sincere black love love, What does it truly mean It's a thing we somehow seem to Constantly abused, blatantly misused to satisfy our own selfish needs. Black love, celebrated black love. Devoid of it, we will constantly be in turmoil, disjointed, and torn from the moment we're born, needing true love, the kind that always maintains. Black
3: love,
6: righteous black love. My feelings are it's when the spoken of begins to dedicate and eradicate bad connotations to our name. Black love, conquering black love. It will never be defeated. We strive for all to see that we can do as we have done. Black love, classic black love. As a people, we have rich history and must show all others we can work in unison. Black love, transcendent black love. Immersed in the splendor of it, we rehash, rehearse. We will then achieve that elusively persuasive thing we seek. So... If it's black love, that true black love we seek and want the meaning of, it's not elusive or unavailable. There is no big mystique, you see, it's really quite obtainable. We simply have to look inside of that we're all quite able. Loving who lives within in the search for true black love.
7: Register
1: today for the 2011 Black Wall Street USA National Convention and have a chance to win a seven-day Caribbean cruise, including airfare and accommodations. Trip arranged by atravelmoment.com. Representatives from 27 Black Wall Street districts from around the nation will convene on Gary, Indiana from October 21st to the 23rd at the Genesis Convention Center. This year's theme is Make Me a World. To have a chance to win this seven-day Caribbean cruise, you must register online at blackwallstreetdistrict.com. That's blackwallstreetdistrict.com.
8: Tired, stressed out, or just need me or we time? Then Phoenix Rising, Baltimore's exclusive bed and breakfast, is the place for you. Phoenix Rising offers an unforgettable rejuvenating experience with exquisite guest rooms. Find peace and calm in the Sedona Room or Haitian Room, or relax in front of a marble fireplace in the Serengeti Room. Call 410-462-2692 today to schedule your escape to Phoenix Rising. Visit us online at phoenixrising.com. LADIVAS of Chicago Catering at www.ledivas.com is offering a 40% discount on their delicious and delectable dishes for events of 100 persons or more until December 31st, 2011. This offer cannot be used with any other offer. Call them now at 773-536-5432. That's 773-536-5432. You know, I've learned a lot in business. There are some things that you just have to have if you want to be successful. A great-looking website, some stunning business cards, and a catchy design. You never get a second chance to make that first impression. Why not let TCC Printing make that first impression for you? At TCC Printing, we've got you covered. We guarantee your best impression. Let us start working on your success today. Give us a call at 312 312- Two one seven zero six five two, or visit us on the web at com.
7: Hello this is Prentice L. Allison founder and president of SPSI Service Perfect Solutions Incorporated a network of financial service professionals teaching people how to use life insurance and annuities to retain more of their income and pay the least tax on it our toll free number is 877 902 9048. We are proud to have served more than 500 clients, national and international, from ages 0 to 99 for the past 30 years. My tip to you today is if you are a business owner with at least one employee, including yourself, it would behoove you to get business life insurance. Why? Thank you for asking. Seven points I want to leave with you. Your premiums are tax deductible. Your policy bills cash tax deferred. Your cash reserve inside the policy is yours to use tax-free. The policy will replace your income if death occur prematurely. The company will pay the premiums if you become disabled. The policy will return all premiums to you when you retire. Last but not least, make sure your agent is well-experienced in business life insurance. Stay tuned for more tips on how to use life insurance and annuities to help yourself today and protect your family and business tomorrow. This is Prentice L. Allison, President of SPSI. Toll-free number is 877-902-9048. I wish you well, and to God be the glory.
4: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA for October 27, 2011. We want to thank all of our sponsors. And, yes, the National Convention has passed. I threw that in there just to confuse you. Uh, We want to thank you to all of our sponsors and uh, especially – Prentice Allison from the West Side Black Wall Street District. Our call-in number is 347 Our host is Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. We're discussing a lot of things while we wait for Anita Mashant to call in. We also were expecting uh, Randy Rayner of Keeping It. Real Law Project. He was at a press conference, and I'm not on Ex-Offenders, and I'm not sure what time he's getting out of that. I did leave him a message, so hopefully he will call in. Let's welcome the uh, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago back to the show, and uh, let's go over a few things, chairman. Now, I did hear um, that you say in the meeting today, you did decide, uh, make a decision that you will be hosting a summit in December.
5: Yes, right. December the 10th will be Summit 17, and uh, it's not going to be a full summit the way we normally do it because our focus is going to be on the city budget, and as we focus on the city budget as relates to building our Black Wall Street districts and our summit resolution. So, that's the focus of what we're looking at for our summit. It would be more of a roundtable type of event, uh, and we will plan it in that aspect opposed to the audience type of setup that we normally have at times. So, we're looking for people to start uh, signing up for this uh, district or for this summit, and we're looking forward to people to take part and how these black Wall Street districts would benefit their particular community. Keep in mind, and I'm going to keep this in mind, with the former CEO of the Chicago Urban League, uh, making the point that Chicago will be the next black Wall Street, and that is how it is going. Self-pilot more than us pushing the envelope. Uh, so we're feeling good about this next summit, which will be, again, Summit 17. We're getting up there.
4: Wonderful. Now, also, uh, listeners, and we want you to spread the word in doing that, Black Wall Street is in the midst of a membership drive between October the 1st and December 31st. Um, That's right. We did talk a little bit, uh, not on the last show, but previously about the history of Chicago's uh, uh, Black Wall Street, Chicago. Yeah, we get all those. Big stuff. Black Wall Street, Chicago, and the history of Tulsa. We talked about the history of both of those. So, just uh, briefly, since you have, you know, set the agenda that there will be a summit, and that is Summer Summit Seventeen. Just briefly, uh, can you? Tell our listening audience, because people go back and listen to these shows and archives more so than they even listen to us. They hit the archives quite a bit. Now, can you tell them a little bit about what a summit is and what is really the purpose of a summit? Because it is really uh, the foundation of Black Wall Street. It is one of the purpose purposes that they exist. It's a reporting um, type of tool whereas Black Wall Street reports back to the uh, general community what they've been doing all year. But I'm going to let you take that role. What is a summit and what is really the purpose? I know this is a special summit, but what is usually the purpose of a Black Wall Street summit? You've had 17. What's the result? Why are you still doing it? What's the purpose?
5: Well, the summits are a form of an accountability of a public organization that has not been uh recognized based on its transparency transparency, when we have our summits every three months, this is not just a a call of action of what we need to do, got to do it's limited on frustrations of the issues and focus more on the solution to the issue along with engaging the community. So every three months, Black Wall Street comes back, and we say that we're having this summit. And so it's not just our Black Wall Street districts reporting, our black contractors in the neighborhood reporting, uh, the parity legislation reporting. All those that we are preparing, been working on, uh, we're going to have a measure stick stake by the end of this year of how much impact Black Wall Street has taken consideration that is it all that we can do? No, there's a lot more that we can do and we need to use all the resources we can and naturally the, uh, the resources got to be looked at and accountable for by the city of Chicago. So on December the 10th, That is where we're looking at having our next quarterly summit. And then from there we will have our next summit, which will highlight Black History Month, because we took a position that Black History Month do not portray the historical nature of Black Wall Street and actually what happened. Uh, So we want to gear the community up for December uh, 10th, moving on to – Our summit, it will be Summit 18 in February, where we're not only going to be addressing the issues, but we're looking for the feedback from the community on us developing these Black Wall Street districts.
4: Great. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA With host Ryan Carter, I'm Sonya Cassandra-Purdue as co-host for this evening. You may also listen to a rebroadcast of this show at www.wjpcchicago.com, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's Mm www.wjpcchicago.com. Now, as a matter of fact, you can listen to all of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network shows right here in our archives on Blog Talk Radio. A couple of Mm -hmm. things I I want to share with you, I'm going to go back. Uh, Over a couple of things Now, WJPC Chicago is a supporter On community affairs for WJPC Chicago And they are a supporter of Black Wall Street Chicago And through November 15th For those of you, come on over to a meeting The uh, general committee meetings are Thursday mornings At 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And uh, for those of you who come over and begin your membership and your relationship with Black Wall Street before November 15th, WJPCChicago.com is offering that they will uh, play 100 commercial spots for your business. That's a way of giving support. That's uh, with a $100 donation towards your membership with Black Wall Street Chicago. If you have any questions or you want details on that, Uh, background on wjpc fm chicago give me a call 312-239-8835 312-239-8835 and just if you permit me uh chairman to uh talk about my relationship with wjpc fm chicago wjpc everybody knows is an old station from back in the day well in the 90s um but they are on the net right now we have great numbers on the net and we There is plans and application to move to FM very, very shortly. As community affairs director, it is my job and my duty and my, um, you know, inspiration to reach out to community businesses and small businesses and assist them them in getting their information out to the masses. Spoke with uh, um, a new business owner yesterday who's going to come over and work with us at WJPC. About the difficulty in the small businesses. Uh, they're just overwhelmed financially and they can't, they have very difficult, have difficulty growing because they can't reach the, reach the masses in advertising and marketing. It's cost prohibited, as she said, and it is very much cost prohibitive. But we do have vehicles for you to use. South Street Journal is a vehicle uh, that is cost. Uh, effective and cost-beneficial for you. And I'll let uh, Mr. Carter talk about his 18th anniversary edition that's coming up. WJPC, we've made these spots very, very affordable for you. So as a small business person, what we're saying is we're here to work with you. I'm a small business person, business owner. Uh, Ron Carter is a small business owner, hopefully to be beyond that. Um, I have big dreams. I really, really, really do. Now, but in doing so, uh, part of that does does require me as an individual, and I'm speaking individually as an individual now, to reach out to small businesses because I know how it feels. I've been uh, a real estate agent, loan officer. I've done those type of things. I know the struggle of being a, a business owner. I live it day to day for the past, who knows, 10 years. I know what that means. So it's it's my duty uh, to, if I have these tools available, uh, and I say if we have these tools available, the newspaper is there. The newspaper is coming out in the beginning of the month. You need to be in the newspaper. You cannot be invisible if you are in business and expect something to change. You cannot be invisible standing there, Looking out your window, and I see this walking down the street, not only in the black community, people standing there waiting for people to walk in the door. They're not looking for you. You have to go out there and get them. You have to let them know they're there. Uh That's People right. just waiting in restaurants, sitting there looking. Uh, I was in a, a black restaurant on the north side on Morris by Morris L. They were all sitting around because no one was coming in. Well, I think you need to go out there and pass out some flyers, give them a coupon. You have to say something. You cannot sit there and wait for your doors to be closed. You're going to mm-hmm. have to do something, and we're trying to provide some tools for that. So one of the things, come over, uh, those commercial spots for WJPC-FM are the cheapest that we can give anybody. I mean, we, we're we donating them to Black Wall Street Chicago. So come over to the committee meeting next at Thursday at 830 a.m. at 449 East 35th Street. Uh, meet the chairman. Meet me and uh sit down and find out what it's all about, and make your hundred dollar donations and we'll put that commercial together. I'll even pay for the commercial for you i'll you write the spot, I'll pay for it We'll put you' that going, going the point, out there, point. my
5: dear you really putting it out there
4: I'll do it you know it it has to be done we We can't be silent uh we just we just got to do this. You you know what the struggle is. I know what the struggle is. Why don't you tell them about the 18th anniversary edition? Uh, publish put on your publisher and editor hat now, chairman.
5: Well, you know there's this quote by uh, Frederick Douglass that says that the most uh, valuable instrument to advance the the movement of his people, he can think of no instrument no greater than the press. Now given that when he made that statement in the year approximately uh, 1889, there was no Internet, (laughs) there was no radio. But his emphasis was on mass communications in order to get the word out, and that a lot of times the press is a tool to engage the community opposed to just entertainment and to give people just some information is also a part of a tool. So we feel good about South Street Journal that it is entering its 18th year, and as it's doing so, it has been a tool for Black Wall Street. So the matchup has became that there are 18 years of South Street Journal, and there's 18 Black Wall Street districts for Black Wall Street, the organization. So it's uh, 18 years for the 18 districts, and we want to profile our districts. We want to profile business, and we want to do it in a way that is not only entertaining, but is hardcore news to get people to take that paper and make it a souvenir. Uh, We want people to be able to uh, hold that paper dear to their hearts when they get ready to go somewhere. Uh, We want people to be able to want to steal South Street Journal from other people, if I may say it that much, to really entice the interest. And I'm pretty sure that is what normally happens anyway. Uh, When you get a copy of South Street Journal, uh, you can't just leave it hanging around the barbershop because somebody's going to take it uh so we feel good about South Street Journal being a tool uh we feel good about um Miss uh, uh 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 Mashant who's uh is coming on i think that she should be coming on pretty soon as being an organizational strategist not only for South Street Journal, for, but for also for Black Wall Street, as we combine the press, the media, with the movement. And if we look at it, the first thing that uh, Hitler did when he was about to take over Germany, the first thing he went for was the press. He had to control the press. And I think a lot of times, if you can recall, the the uh the press was used such as the radio uh was used to brainwash the enemy the united states did it as well as germany did it trying to win the hearts of the people that they was working against and so we also have to use south street journal as a tool to uplift and to uphold the integrity of the movements that we engaged in and it just so happens this movement here is sustaining and increasing black businesses. Because if we do not do that, then and if we do not secure the base of our businesses, then South Street Journal would not be a tool for the community, but it would be a tool for those that put the big box ads in that media. And it's basically the same way with the uh, the block radio or Chicago's Black Business Network. How do we make it available so that people can participate in advertising to get their word out, to be connected to a media that is practically new, the block radio, uh, but the message and the purpose of the message remains the same, in order to be a tool for the community, which is no different than the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Sun Times, um, and where they know that they have an agenda and they gonna stick to the agenda. Uh and we have to do the same with our media. And so we're gonna have our discounts for placing ads in the paper. We're gonna have our subscription drives and we're gonna have profile of businesses and stories that reflect the community. So I feel good about these 18 years. And as you indicate uh, earlier, Sonia, yes, businesses do go through those tough and trying times where when you're in business, it seems as though you're the only one in the world. And uh, But you got to overcome those things, even though sometimes they get kind of intense. But we have to overcome those, especially when you believe in your business. And as long as you believe in your business, you can make some mistakes but your belief in your business is going to bring you above any type of mistakes that you have made in securing the base and the profits for your business. Um, that has been a concern, especially when you're involved in the movement. What's the question of a profit versus doing the job of the community. And a newspaper is a little bit different. The media is a little bit different itself because it has integrity that it has to live up to. Uh, It's not about just uh, putting a sale of uh, 50% off uh, shoes or anything like that. You've got to be able to win the hearts and the minds of the community for people to buy it. Uh, what is that front page? How does that front page affect many people when uh, that front page is sitting out on the counter? Is somebody going to pick it up? Is they going to brush it off? But if we have the content that represents their community, in which I feel so good that South Street Journal has, maintain its integrity, maintain its purpose, maintain its will, regardless of the odds, to stay focused for 18 years. You know, I don't even know exactly what 18 feels like. It's been a long time since I've been 18 personally. (laughs) But at the same time, 18 years for a business, it has had its ups and downs but it it still stands fast with an identity that the community identify with.
4: Well, Chairman and Publisher and Editor, you know, you may not know that there are people out there that appreciate you, but they asked Miss Felicia came in one day and said uh, she was at a restaurant and she wanted to know what was going on. And uh, everybody was running over there to get the paper, looking at the paper, and she wanted to know what they were looking at, because she knows she, she's on the board. And she went over there, they were looking at the South Street Journal. South Street Journal, South Street Journal. Out, South Street Journal out, so you may not know sometimes, Chairman, if something's going on out there, you're making something happen out there. So I'm sure they out there looking for this 18th anniversary edition oh, yeah. of the South Street Journal. So uh, you go ahead and do your thing, do your thing, do your thing, publisher. I'm Sonya Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. And, uh, well, guess who I'm going to draft to do my seven. thing? What you say?
5: Guess who I'm going to help? Uh, uh, who I'm going to draft to help me do my thing?
4: Don't put my name on no more list, Chairman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who you drafting
5: No. Oh, what uh, are you talking about? You're already part of the list. You're helping with <laughs> this uh, uh, this anniversary issue, so I don't have no, to draft you. You draft yourself. Else
4: don't add anything else. She tried to add, add a uh, a story about the railroad over there, in Inglewood. I'm supposed to be doing an inter- interview with Jimmy Tillman II that I have not done, but look for that. We should be
5: um, doing that in a uh, minute or two. My dear co-host, what's the theme of the the uh, our radio program when it first come on? Black Wall Street, Chicago. The theme. The song, the theme.
4: I, I love my people. What they got thank to do you, with it? Thank you, my dear.
5: Thank you, thank you. You said it all. <laughs> so,
4: uh, I'll be trying to rope you me in mm-hmm. You said Roping it all.
5: You said it
4: all. Roping me in. Jimmy Tillman's <laughs> interview may be in the next issue, so I'm just setting it out there. So look for that. But... uh Ms. Nita Machat is on, in our imaginary green room out there of Strategic Solutions Network. She's going to be our upcoming guest. But just before we do that, our call-in number is 347 and we want you to call in and be a part of all that we do, whether you're calling from New York, Mississippi, Alabama, wherever it is. If you want to be a part of our reporting team, uh, What i really like to do uh, and start is, in my mind, like the 100,000 other things, and I do want to always be thankful to Ron Carter for giving me rope to hang myself over and over again because I just (laughs) keep adding things to this list, and he keeps saying, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, and I keep just adding things to this list. But one of the things I'd like to reach out to, and I'm going to formally put it out there next week, is I'd like for you all over the country wherever you are send us in one or two minute uh updates record them send them in we'll drop them into our show these shows are replayed on FM. tell us who you are where you call calling and what your organization is how you can be reached and give us a one or two minute update of what's going on in your community in your city that's some things i want to drop into the show coming up in the next quarter and year i'm looking forward to reaching out to some people. i got a list of people I want to call in different states, reaching out to them, bringing them into the show, making them work. And one other thing, uh, before we go to break and bring Miss Marchant on, because we definitely want to give her this last half hour, make this all hers, because I enjoy it when Miss Marchant put it out there, what she does. So it's a much-needed service, and she does it well. I just, I can't say enough about her. But the other thing I want to put out there for Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, we are looking for broadcasters. We are building a network here. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. We have about eight new announcers now. You should see begin seeing them in our lineup right here on our page coming up in November, which Miss Mar- Marshawn is going to be one of those. She didn't know that, did you, Chairman? But I she's going to be not. part of uh Part of our lineup Absolutely Couldn't do it without her Looking forward to working with her And we got about Eight announcers uh, That are going to be Part of that And as community affairs Director for WJPC Those shows Their shows Are going to be replayed On WJPC We're filling up the day That's my responsibility Another thousand things to do That's my responsibility To fill up those shows That Saturday Every Saturday With uh, shows That are of importance to our community. I don't, I'm not knocking anyone, but I don't want to hear the same voices. I'm not looking for information from the same people. I'm not looking to hear the same story. I want to hear some different voices, and these are some different voices and be. Uh, drum beats that we're going to be Sending out to the community I want to hear a different side of the story I want to hear some different solutions I want to hear some classes I want to hear some structures I want to hear about some community services And like the chairman and I were talking about What went on to RAGE uh, The call from RAGE yesterday I don't want us to be the last one to know uh, Reven Fellows Oh, you didn't know that either, did you, chairman? Reuben I sure Fellows did not the the uh, informational, strategic, network, media, I don't know what Reven does. Reven knows everybody. I don't know. He on all, all kind of pictures. I see him in these newspapers everywhere sitting at a table talking. But he travels everywhere. He's, he said he's the connector. He's the information man. He's the media man. He's the researcher. He got it. He knows it. He wants to share it. So he's very excited about this. So we're building something that I hope will be of value to the community, and we're not talking about the TV show. I'm getting that in there, too. But uh, Chicago's Black Business Network is going to have a show where they feature their members. I'm focused on what I'm doing. I'm not playing. It's uh, (laughs) It's not all about me. My business is a social business network. It's a social media, but it's a social business network. My responsibility as Founder and Administrator of that network is to service my members. I have over 800 members. I am focused, Chairman. Get out of my way. Woo. Get
5: it, we girl. Get it. Get it. That's it.
4: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal for 18 years. That anniversary issue is coming out shortly. Ms. Nita Marchant is up after this break. Please stay with us, and thank you for listening.
0: The
1: Flame of Chicago,
7: WJPCChicago.com.
1: or preparing documents for inclusion when responding to RFPs. If so, call Chandra M. Hooks & Associates at the area code 773-241-7110. That's Chandra M. Hooks & Associates, 773-241-7110. Phone now for your free phone consultation.
8: Do you have a loved one who's away at an Illinois Correctional Center that would love to see you today? Let Heartstrings Express assist you. We offer two visits back-to-back. These visits include an overnight hotel stay. Visit Heartstrings2ilcorrectioncenters.com or call us now at 708-450-8252. That's 708-450-8252.
4: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our host this evening is Ron Carter, Chairman chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonya Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Welcome back to the show, Chairman.
5: Well, thank you very much, Sonya.
4: And uh, I'm going to give you the honor of introducing our next guest, Ms. Nita Machant. Well,
5: it's my pleasure. I believe that sometimes uh, people creep up on you when you least expect them to. Miss um, Anita uh, Machant came around through the Chicago's Black Business Network, and then her her, her strategic nose starts <laughs> sniffing and sniffing, and, and, and felt a uh, uh, some type of presence that she uh, that that she can. Feel her way to move an organization next to the next level and and I believe that because she 's in that strategic planning with her background of of, of making things happen, uh, she found the the niche with Black Wall Street to be able to get into its internal operations, which is pretty important for any not only a business organization or a community organization, or but just for a business itself. So it definitely comes with a lot of background in planning, in, in strategic operations, in uh, delegation, and being able to work with people, especially people that you've just met. And being able to assess where they are, and, and and pour that assessment together for a a plan. And one thing about some consultants is that they just do that. They consult. But uh, Miss Nita Mashat, she's taken her consulting range to implementation, not just on her own, but also implementation for those that she is consulting. Uh, so it's not just putting some report on the table and say, this is what it is, talk to you later, let me know if you're going to do it or not, I did my job. But she makes sure that it is followed through based on her recommendations. So with um, like a um a, a knight, my black knight in the light, for White Night in the Dark, Nita Machant has came through to pull together a strategic plan that can be a model for any organization, big and small. Welcome to the show. How are you, Thank this, you. this evening?
9: Thank you. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, uh, Mr. Chairman and uh, Miss Sonia Perdue. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the air with you guys. And let me just say something, um, Mr. Chairman Ron Carter and Sonia Perdue. uh, When I met uh, Sonia, I I met her at an event that she was, uh, I believe she was uh, coordinating for Black Wall Street Chicago. And I was so impressed with how well organized it was. It was a business event, event. And I had an opportunity to meet some of her constituents. I had an opportunity to meet Mr. Carter and I was I was stunned. I was struck by by how well organized everything was, and so I began to talk with Sonia to get a little bit more understanding about what she was doing in terms of uh, social business networking, and I, I and the more I talked to her, the more um, interested I was in getting close to what she was doing, and so as I continued to work with with Sonia and, and, and interview her, I then started talking to to, to uh, Mr. Carter. And I'm telling you, I was just—I'm just really pretty much overwhelmed. I was so struck by what you've accomplished so far, uh, the fact that you've reached out and touched over 50,000 people with your movement for sustaining and increasing Black businesses. You've got—you've got people, uh, elected officials, paying attention to what you're doing. Uh, you've got uh, uh, constituents in the uh, offices of. Uh, the general. Let me see. What did you call that? The um, in the uh, general assembly. And so yeah,
5: the, the Donnie Trotter and uh, Donnie Senator Trotter, Collins Oh and, my yeah, God! Yeah.
9: I was just. I'm just so overwhelmed. And so, I usually. Uh, my, my organization is Strategic Solutions Networking. It's a small startup business. We've been in business for about two years, but we have over forty seven years of experience. Uh, with nonprofit management, uh, small business development, and social service program operations. And so, since I've been in business, I've been working at the grassroots level. And uh, when I met Sonia and Mr. Carter, I was—I—I I, I just became consumed with it. I just can't seem to pull away from it. <laughs> uh, mm. That because of it's got so much potential. So let me just. Background on what my 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 goals are in working with any organization, be it a
2: okay.
9: uh, a, a for for profit or a non for profit. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a lot of a lot to offer the community, Mr. Carter and Sonia. You have things that are needed in the community, especially in the black community, uh, where people are suffering most. And so, the goal of uh, Strategic Solutions is to work with organizations like yours to help them to build their capacity. To, to serve more effectively and, and more, uh, uh, more profoundly. So we work with organizations to build their capacity and uh, financial resource development through organization development processes, fundraising, and grant proposal writing. We also work with organizations like the small businesses like, uh, like Black Wall Street Chicago, South Street Journal, and uh, the Chicago Black Business Network. We work with uh, developing management staff and executive board development uh, types of activities where we actually come in and do training seminars and workshops on strategic planning, problem solving, and sustainability. Then a third area that we uh, work with uh, these organizations is in project development and management and facilitation. So if you have a project like, for instance, uh, Black Wall Street has uh, several initiatives. They have the uh, the district development initiative. They had a a uh, youth empowerment through entrepreneur, entrepreneurship initiative. They've got the um, the black uh, black contractors in the neighborhood, and so they got several initiatives. So what SSN would do with an organization uh, like Black Wall Street is to work with them in developing those initiatives so that they become a model and that they can be duplicated and then become uh, known as what they call evidence based. And uh, that it, that would put put those programs in a position to get funding. Um, so those are the three areas that we work with. And um, and I'm excited. I'm very excited to work with both Sonia Perdue and Mr. Ron Carter. Um, so that's where I, I that's who Black, that's who Strategic Solutions Network is. And uh, okay. we've been working, yeah. So that's we've been working with you guys for almost a month now, and I'm starting to see a lot of progress, a lot of oh, yeah, development, definitely. a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's wonderful. It's really, really Well, good. then,
5: how did you end up? I mean, what drove you to get in this line of business?
9: Well, here, I'm glad you asked that question. I was uh, I was employed with uh, uh, Mercy Housing Lakefront. It was a uh, housing development and social service agency. And uh, actually, uh, I have been in business before, but I was doing it part-time. But what happened was this this major uh, national organization lost funding, They lost, and they ended up carving out about 15 or 20 people were laid off, and I was in, in, in that number. So rather than laying back on my laurels and uh, saying, woe is me, a group of us decided to, uh, to launch a, a project, where we can stay engaged with the community and offer our expertise and our support uh, for small organizations uh, where we can actually offer our support in areas of capacity building, uh, staff training, and program development. So uh, that's how I I got business, um, Mr. Carter. Uh, uh, But but prior to that, I was also uh, working uh, as a small business development. I had an organization called – League of Minority and Women Entrepreneurs back several years ago that was uh, composed of about 30 or so small business owners, both women and, and men, but they were, uh, they were we called ourselves the League of Minority and Women Entrepreneurs. So I've been in business for, for, for several years, well, at least actually about 10 years altogether on and off.
5: Mm-hmm. Well then, are you is, is it a uh, process of elimination when you decide rather to move forward with a client uh take for example a lot of uh businesses uh do have consultants and then a lot of businesses uh need consultant but afraid to have a consultant based on um sometimes say they have the business so close to their heart that they it's hard for them to have a consultant, and then sometimes they are afraid of the cost factor to have a consultant. Uh, so what is the challenge being a consultant uh, uh, opposed to being on the staff of a particular organization?
9: Good question. Um one of, the, one of the challenges I've run into is that most startup organizations and small uh, nonprofits do not have the funds to hire a consultant. Uh, so uh, what I've done is I've, I've developed, a, my group has developed a strategy that says, number one, is your organization committed to the mission? Are you, uh, are, are you committed enough to go the extra mile and do whatever it takes to make sure your mission is achieved? And so once an organization demonstrates that their heart in the, is in it and their passion is in it and they're putting uh, putting all of their resources, or a majority of their resources into making sure that the organization is successful, then they, they pass the first threshold of whether or not SSN is going to be uh, a, an associate or a collaborative uh, entity with the organization. Then the second thing we do is uh, if they pass that threshold, SESSN, by the way, is short for Strategic Solutions Network, Inc. So if they pass the, the first threshold, then we take a look at their budget. Depending on the size of the budget uh, will actually determine the cost of our service. So for some startup organizations, I'm working with one, one young lady right now who pretty much has a, a, is operating on a shoestring. She's, uh, she wants to do a, a domestic violence nonprofit. Um, so I work with in developing her uh, 501c3 at a, a, a real discount where, for instance, just, just an example would be uh, we charged her like maybe $200 just to uh, to get her nonprofit uh, paperwork together. She had some work already done. So, and normally uh, some consultants, they charge anywhere from 500 to $1,500. It, it just depends. But I find it works better uh, at least we can actually make a difference if we start where you are. We meet you where you are. And we also do bartering. We can barter with an agency or and organization, like for instance, uh an organization that has an office space or uh has some has some resources that SSN uh, could benefit from, uh, then we could negotiate or strike up a bartering system. So there's uh there's a number of ways that we can work with an organization. We we never turn anybody down unless they are not committed to their own mission, so that's how we that's how we worked, and uh, and that's why how I have been working, and uh, well, uh, it's not a very profitable venture, but it's a very rich and rewarding venture right now. And as the organizations I work with build their capacity to to manage and and actually implement pro- programs and initiatives, then the funds will come. And so SSN. Uh, would then get paid, usually at the at the tail end. Uh, but we would tar- charge a retainer fee uh, and then work with the organization uh, to build their capacity to generate funds and then work, work it from, from the back end that way.
5: So a lot of organizations, um, now you're speaking of more of nonprofits. Do you provide this type of service for uh, for-profits as well?
9: Yes, sir. We do. And we use mm-hmm. the same strategy. Um uh, actually there's a there is a there is just like with computer systems there's a there's a logic. Uh there's logic behind most of the applications. For instance, uh word processing applications have a logic. They have a file system, they have a a method for how you access this or that or the other, like for editing feature. It's the same thing with business. Uh whether you are for profit or non for profit, there are certain basic logic uh, systems that must be in place in order to be successful. So, uh, again, with the for-profit organizations, we take a look at their, their budget, we take a look at their, their mission, uh, take a look at, at if they're very committed or if they're actually really committed to to launching or expanding their organization, and if they pass that threshold. Again, we, work, we we meet you where you are. What is your budget? If you're on a zero budget, but you have uh, the capacity or the, the potential to grow, if we see that there, uh, then we'll work with you where you are, and and build your capacity to to generate uh, income and cash flow. And once the cash starts to flow, uh, we would we would definitely have an agreement uh, where we would get paid according to again according to your budget and the the amount of work and effort that we agree is needed to bring your organization. Uh, to the level where it can actually generate uh, cash flow and be self-sustaining, and, and the other thing you had mentioned about organizations, are uh, many startup organizations and even businesses that have been out there for a while. Uh, they get very close to their project and they guard it, which is which is only right. So uh, we're we're also interested interested and concerned about protecting your interest. So what we do is sign. A non-disclosure agreement. So that means that whatever information we gather and collect or develop during the process of building your capacity or training your staff, that is your property. Your 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 property meaning the organization's property. Uh, and once the project is complete, uh, then that all of the, the information that has been developed, the intellectual uh, property that has been developed, is the organization's. It's, it's yours. It can't be disseminated or shared with anyone without the authorization of the organization that has
5: hired SSN. Well, you know, there is an organization. um, You know, again, I was uh, kind of we had a Black Wall Street meeting today, and I gave a scenario of a meeting that took place yesterday in the Inglewood community. It was a collaboration of the City of Chicago Department of Planning uh, the LIS organization, and the uh, Chicago area, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Chicago's Metropolitan Area Planning, and another group that was called the Strategic Institute. Now, these are four different entities where it seems as though each one of them were almost an, a consultant to each one.
3: hmm can you mm-hmm. uh, you
5: know so you have these four different entities that're working on the same project, so is it a matter of because I'm looking at um uh s s n your organization you have a host of people that are part of your whole operation, so yes. how are you how how does this work with these different organizations? consulting each other. And we are talking about, you know, the city of Chicago uh, with its massive budget uh, list that probably got maybe about uh, $13 annual budget. And uh, then the um, uh, Chicago metropolitan area planning, they're probably operating off of maybe about $3 million annually. So where does consultants start and end? And is it sometimes just cheaper to get a consultant than health or to hire you on staff or what's that is it based on long term, short term? Uh when do you separate the 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 advantage of for example actually hiring the consultant versus keeping that person on as a consultant?
9: As a staff. That's a good question.
5: I mean, am sorry, as a staff,
1: right?
9: That, that's a good question. Uh, usually, consultants come in on a temporary basis, like three to six months, depending on uh, the scope of the of the assignment. Uh, so, and the benefit of bringing on a consultant as an independent contractor is that you don't have to worry about wage. You don't have to worry about uh, taxes. You don't have to worry about benefits and all the other uh, FICA and all the other things that are associated with a regular staff person. Uh, The other benefit is that an independent contractor uh, usually comes in with a a set of skills that allows them to work uh, independently without uh, consuming a whole lot of the, the client's time. Once a consultant comes in and gets the scope of what's happening, they do their own research, come back to the table with recommendations based on the assessment of what's going on in the market uh an assessment of the of the priorities and things like that, so the biggest benefit uh, of a consultant is that uh they usually are temporary uh and uh once the the assignment is complete, all of the uh things that were developed still belongs to the organization and um and you don't have to worry about accounting processes associated with the regular staff. Now, with a staff person, and I pretty much answered it just with that, with what I just said about the consultant. Now, a permanent staff person, uh, it may be it may be necessary to have certain functions of a consultant permanently within your organization. So, for instance, uh, with uh, with an organization like a nonprofit, they need a strategic, ongoing strategic fund development uh plan in place and need some they needed a person a point person or a department that constantly stays on top of that thing uh and that's that that would be a permanent position so as a consultant now a consultant may come in and provide some of those services uh, uh contractually uh per project, but it would be better if you had a staff person on board uh mm-hmm. that was on top of that that particular function. Fund development. That's all they do. Uh, they beat the pavement. They check the internet. They uh, interact with potential funders. They build relationships and things of that nature. So that would be a permanent function within a nonprofit organization. Uh, whereas organization development, which is what I'm doing with Black Wall Street Chicago, and I'm, I'm uh, working also with South Street Journal, organization development is a. It would be a temporary assignment uh with the the ultimate goal of training your staff and your board to be able to manage the process once the foundation and the structure is laid they would mm-hmm. uh they would continue on with the process and we would also have an uh the most that would happen after the staff is trained and the structure is built is that you would bring a consultant in to evaluate how well the structure is going whether it needs to be tweaked here or there uh based on mm-hmm. outcomes and impact right. uh, okay. and, that, and that kind of thing.
5: So Does that what, answer your
9: question?
5: Yeah. Now, th- how do you? Or what, where do you prefer to do internal organizational strategic planning opposed to external organizational strategic planning? Do you have a favorite part, or they're equal, or do you specialize in internal versus external?
9: Well, actually. When when we speak of organization, strategic organization planning, that actually starts from the inside out. So it's a it's a it's actually a a, a two prong uh outcome. You you build the internal structure and it and it and it should actually be happening simultaneously because uh because of the d- dynamics of funding opportunities that may be uh coming up and uh political issues that may be coming up so actually the process is twofold. You have to build the internal structure of an organization to demonstrate that it has the capacity to manage funds, for instance, with a nonprofit. So you may have a, a million-dollar grant opportunity, And uh, but if the organization does not have the internal structure and capacity to manage that grant, then they could possibly fail and end up uh, ruining opportunities for future grants. Grants coming down the pipe so it's Actually a, a it's a twofold process You're working on the inside to make sure Policies and procedures are in place to Make sure uh, Appropriate accounting practices Are being set up and to Make sure that the organization is in Compliance with uh, regulations That have been imposed on it by the Federal and state government and that goes for both For profit as well as non-profit And then at the same time uh, usually I'm working with an organization that has a board or has some volunteers. So at the same time that we're working on the internal structure, we're doing research and development on external processes that uh, that the organization can, de- can then actually manage, like, for instance, with uh, the Black Wall Street district uh, development process. Now, Black Wall Street Chicago has the concept, it has the ideas, it has the track record uh, of a model That is that can be successful, much more successful than it already has been. So, Mm -hmm. so what we have to do then, in order to expand uh, Black Wall Street's ability to really reach all of the districts effectively, there has to be some structure in place inside. And at the same time, like what you're doing, is staying and and keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening, uh, for instance, with the city of Chicago's budget and things like that. So. Uh, so we, so then what you do is present a plan and let the potential funder, like you, you guys are working towards being a, uh, a delegate agent. So to demonstrate that you have the capacity to be a delegate agent for all 18 districts, then you have to demonstrate that you have the internal structure in place, or at least plan, and it has to be a sound, practical plan. And, well, and do you have way, a preference
5: when you're working with an organization? Do you have a preference of, of focusing more on internal versus external or um, based on how you get involved? Uh, are, is there a special interest to you uh, of which one you prefer?
9: The answer is no, I, because they are so closely related it's impossible to get away from the external or the internal because they they're it's like two sides of a of, of a coin you got the the head and the tail but there's still one coin so you 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 can't so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a complete process external mm-hmm. is a part is is a, is a part of the internal it's a it's a whole coin
5: so That's i right. enjoy
9: both Right. I, uh, Do you have
5: any type with... of frustrations in you you doing this type of work when you're working in an organization what's the most difficult part of being a consultant?
9: Uh the most difficult part is when you're working with uh individuals who are used to doing things a certain way and they're they're closed-minded and not willing to open up to possibilities of doing things a different way. So and that happens because people, if you're working in a vacuum and you don't have a lot of uh, support or or skilled support around you, then what happens really a lot of times with with people who are in leadership roles is that they they become uh, more of a um, I don't want to say introvert, but they 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 become stuck in doing things a certain way. So it takes there it takes patience and it takes um, it takes patience and trust. To be able to work with a, with an organization's volunteers, boards, or or even staff, for them to begin to open up and not feel uh, violated by the information that's being put forth by a consultant. So, a well,
5: consultant what would I would ask you this here now? If if uh, the President Barack Obama uh, said, "S N come aboard," and I need for you to uh, provide some um, some consultants. What's the first thing you would do when you consult Barack Obama administration?
9: I would first find out what is his mission and vision. What are his priorities?
5: To be uh, reelected.
9: <laughs> exactly. So once I determine what the priorities are, then I would have to take a look at how
0: he's been, how
9: he's functioned in the past. What has worked? What we use is a strength-based approach. We take a look at what your strengths are. And then build on those
5: strengths. So, okay, so for case example uh, I noticed uh now I'm asking this question based on your consultant when you address uh, dealing with the internal as well as the external uh, and you assess what probably made him successful. And then if you look at some of the the polls, I mean, like I was looking at um, uh, Fox News yesterday and the image that how they paint Barack Obama. How would you consult him, even to the point that Barack Obama take the position that he's not going to come on Fox uh, TV?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Would you consult him otherwise based on him somewhat stuck in his ways that he's determined not to go on Fox TV? uh, And would that be more of your internal or external consulting uh, for him?
9: That would be both. Uh, Mm -hmm. Barack Obama, as the president of the United States, has to – uh, portray and demonstrate that he is able to at least communicate effectively with both those are for who are for or against him, and so his strategy. Uh, what I would advise him to do is develop a strategy that would uh, confront his enemies, or, or you know, or those who oppose him, and begin to cultivate a relationship uh, with that population. Uh, that's not fear-based. Where where you actually turn those people who are opposed to you, you you turn them. You, what they call it turn uh, lemons into lemonade. That's that's the approach that we're talking about. Because everybody has different opinions. They have they they have certain philosophies, and so, some people are just stuck there. But there still may be an opportunity to where we can work together in areas that are universal. Universal mm-hmm. things like, for instance, uh, domestic violence. You, that's a universal no-no. We That's something that we can all agree on. Domestic violence is something that does not need to take place. It shouldn't be happening, and it, it's something that needs to be corrected
5: very, very so firmly. So would you look at, uh, as we get ready to uh, close out on, on our show, as um, you get involved with consulting, do you make sure that you, uh, because to a great extent when you're consulting, and you're approving the direction of a particular business or organization, do you put yourself in a position that you can really run that organization or you put yourself in a position where someone may even want to hire you from your I, consulting work?
9: Well, at this stage in, in my journey, my position is to, is to strengthen the organization so that they have the capacity to do it themselves. To so, to build build on their strengths. If they have volunteers and they have staff to help educate and cultivate that, that population that they all already have. Now if they don't have anybody in place that has the, the skill sets that are necessary to take the organization to the next level, then I would work with that organization in, in, in uh identifying someone that could uh, step in and do some some of the work
5: that n- may need to be happening. Um, well, you got a I, contract. See, because I'm, I'm shooting this real quick because we're at the okay. end of the show. Okay. Just okay. about when you got a a uh, when you're doing consulting for some work and you know you got to finish this uh, consulting work, uh, do you find yourself ever wanting to slap one of your people in the face?
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, you do. The stubborn, the, the stubborn ones, the, the, and, and I have to exercise
9: a lot of patience because, again, some of us we get tunnel vision and we can't see outside of the box because we're so we're there's a groove there.
0: In do you the way think that
5: help think. if you slap them in the face, or you just got <laughs> to be patient it, and deal with it?
9: Well, you know what? Sometimes I have to use shock therapy, so if, if, I, I may some form of slapping in the face may be necessary to be honest. I may have to use shock therapy, uh, especially if the, organiz- if the organization is, is so valuable to the community, and there's just one um, individual or one concept that we can't get past. I may have to use some shock therapy, Mr. Carter, just to you know, just to, to, to attempt to wake that person up. And uh, after I've done that, then I have to surrender because I'm a consultant. I have no authority or power over anyone. I'm here to serve and support and to consult and and, and present ideas that are Mm evidence-based and also based on best practices.
5: So uh, what do you look at the future then as we close out, get ready to close out on here? What is the future for consultants in your line of business? Uh, Is it more consultants than we realize? And even to the point from Donald Trump to, Uh, President Barack Obama to uh, the Chicago Urban League, is consultants a great – I know they're not nowhere near a a great percentage of staff, but what's the future lie for uh, consultants in organizational strategic planning?
9: I think the future is, is great. I think uh, I think that an organization should have in their budget uh, a, a budget line item annually for a consultant, even if it's no more than uh, a consultant to come in and do an evaluation on the effectiveness and the impact the organization is having on their target population. So, um, And also I like what you said. A consultant that is really effective is somebody that's going to roll up their sleeves and get right down dirty. With the organization that, that, that they're serving. So it's not just about talking, it's about doing.
5: So, have you, uh, in your consulting with uh, Black Wall Street, is there a particular individual that you want to slap?
2: <laughs> I refuse to answer that question on the ground and Mike And Chris has ate me. <laughs> I love everybody at Black Wall Street. Everybody, is, is, you
9: got such great stars. You, it's, a, it's, a, it's an all-star team, an all-star team. And when you're working with an all-star team, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, I don't know. Some people call it ego. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, headstrong people.
3: So. Uh, a, a okay, so Sonia
5: and I are not on the list. Even though we are on the <laughs> program now, we can scratch me and Sonia off the list and somebody you may want to slap upside I, the head to get them
2: straight. <laughs> I love you and Sonia so
5: much.
9: I grow every time I talk to both of you. I wouldn't I wouldn't change you for the world because, because who you are brings out the best in me. It, it, it mm-hmm. brings out the best in me, and I hope who I am, brings out the best in you. And I do my best to remain authentic because you don't want no yes woman around you. Say yes, yes, uh, yes, sir, Master Carla, yes, sir, Master, Master Sonia Perdue, whatever Wait a say. minute. Now, if I pay
5: you, if I no, pay no, you, don't no, you suppose no. to be a yes ma'am type no, no. of individual?
9: No, what you want is somebody that can stand toe-to-toe with you and keep it real. And All And right. smack you if they have to to, to 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 wake you up. That's what you want. Okay. Then you're going to grow.
5: All right. Nita, so in our last few minutes, so, Sonia, have you got a question for
4: Nita? I want I want Nita to close out. we got two minutes. Nita, we need to know where we can contact you. Our audience does.
9: Okay. Uh, again, my name is Nita Marchand. Uh, I can be reached at 773-793-9128. You can visit our website at s s n c a n. D O I T dot com. That's S S N CAN DO IT dot com. I appreciate the time that you've given me on your show, Sonia Perdue and Mr. Carter. I'm looking forward to great things for both of your organizations. And the more successful you are, the more successful I am. And, uh, and that's good. what I'm looking forward to. Thank you so Thank much for your time.
5: Thank you for being with us.
4: Okay. okay, Sonya,
5: you're not on the list to be
4: slapped, so uh, you're all right. <laughs> I I I am not believing
1: her either. But I'm sonia
4: I'm Sonya Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. She's going to earn her money. <laughs> this, this, that's the right there. Ron Carter. Wow. He's second in line to get slapped. But I'm okay. She, she's shaking me up a little bit. I'm a, I'm a hard case. She's going to write this book about this. That's what she's going to do. Amen. But, uh, Amen. Uh huh. That's okay. But uh, everything else will be easy after this. We got 10 seconds. Absolutely. We want to. Uh, Thank you so much for being a part of all that we do in sustaining and increasing black businesses. Thank you, Chairman. Go on out there do your step on 51st and and uh Prairie. And yeah, we look forward to all of you being back next week. Thank you. This is Black Wall Street USA. Have a great evening.
5: Good evening. Good night.
4: Good night. Okay.